0: What's up Unusual? Jim Martin here from the Unusual Buddha Podcast and the dot-com here to talk to you for a second about Anchor. Uh, it's the service I use to make this very podcast. Uh, first and foremost, it's free. Secondly, they give you tools you can actually record and edit your podcast either from your phone or from a computer. Uh, Anchor also helps with distribution of your podcast. Uh, they can get you on Apple, and Spotify, all those. Uh, you can start making money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need all in one place. So check them out. It's anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to see what you create. Welcome everybody. This is another episode of the Unusual Buddha podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We are here with our guest today, Heidi Kamudi. Please, Heidi, if you could uh, give us the very simple nuts and bolts. Who is Heidi Camuti?
1: Uh Heidi is a yoga teacher uh, since 2010, mostly concentrated on children and a lot of moms, a lot of like family style yoga. I started off by teaching in the Newark Public School System for a nonprofit called Lotus in Action. And I quickly noticed the effects on the nervous system and you know, so my work has always been really about the mind-body connection and balancing the nervous system, kind of a more therapeutic angle okay. as opposed to an athletic type of uh, teaching of yoga. I don't teach a lot of vinyasa or power, more restorative yoga, um, yin-style yoga, a lot of body scanning, uh, and when I teach the kids, very creative.
0: Awesome. That is, and and that's that's a very fresh approach. I like that. That's uh. It seems like the emphasis right now on on Instagram and Facebook and, and and Pinterest. Even I mean, you can't get away from it. Everybody wants to do a headstand and and balance on their friend and have their your friends holding your arm and you know all this crazy stuff. It's instead of just like let's get down to the nuts and bolts of the thing. You know, I'm not here to do acrobatics uh, uh, or you know or, or do balance off my friend's head. I'm here to you know learn something I'm here to to calm something down Uh, and I think that's that's a really cool uh, approach
1: yes well the other quick thing is that yoga has become a very obviously big multi-million dollar industry um, and it didn't start off that way when I took it as a gym elective back in the 90s and there weren't any studios around and now there's a studio every mile uh, and there is a place for doing dynamic yoga for sure it's just not my calling as a teacher and I do like a rigorous practice to take care of my own self. You know, yeah. if I'm in a group class and, you know, we're all really getting into a rigorous vinyasa, but my teaching has been in the public school systems with kids and now teach teens aerial. I always attract children, um, and I love teaching them mindfulness and self-awareness.
0: Absolutely, and and I, th- I think that's important to mention too is that the kids almost have like a natural... Uh sense of wonder like they they can get lost in a, in a toy or lost in a coloring book or lost it like i, I feel like that's yeah. a natural mindfulness they already have that we as adults kind of lose you know
1: exactly and that's why i i like i call it i love beginner's mind so kids always have beginner's mind they come in and they're not trying to impress the person next to them and they're not worried about how their pose looks um they're more curious and so they're fun to teach um, you know, they, like, you know, give out crystals and affirmations and do pull the cards and have talks about scenarios at school. Right. Uh, they're just so much more open.
0: And, and playful with concepts. That's what I love. Like, they, you know, they can imagine yeah. things. Like, adults just lose that entirely.
1: Well, be, yeah, we do. We don't allow ourselves to kind of drift into the unknown imagination. We're yeah. Condensed.
0: Very, everything becomes very concrete, and sometimes that's just not as much fun.
1: <laughs> yes. In fact, I found, like, and so I also teach meditation, and I work at a meditation studio, and, you know, a lot of adults are hearing how grow meditation is really good for you, and we're in this high-achieving type A culture, and they're like... Uh, you know, I, I hope I do, I'm up to one hour, or, you know, and it's like, you're not supposed to be ra- rating yourself, that's the whole thing we're trying to get away from. <laughs>
0: this is this is not about uh, how many push-ups you did this morning. No,
1: no, nobody's in your brain, nobody knows what's going on in there, that's, yeah, all, that's absolutely. all you
0: can, you know. Absolutely, so can you take us through your your journey as an instructor, like how did you get to where you are?
1: Sure. I'm going to give it a quick story. Uh, it's, it's, it's long, but quick. Uh, the mind body thing started when I was a child, actually, because I took ballet and dance and I um, just was naturally flexible and I just loved it so much. I wanted to be there every night. I, I liked the community of being with girls in the studio and and taking care of my body. Uh, but then life uh, went normal and I went to school, went to college I went into corporate, I worked in television. Oh, but there was one stop in college where I took yoga for a gym class and it turned out to be meditation where the, it was a gym coach and it was, very, it was very smart. He was teaching us how to meditate on our bodies and body scan away certain chronic pains because he worked with, as an athletic coach. So that was the first time I was introduced to this concept of being able to manipulate my own physical sensation through visualization so that was the first time I understood a lot about the mind-body where oh your mind can like help you get rid of pain it was in college I had that and then what happened um, I was in television working at ABC News Productions many years ago and 17 years ago and um, my daughter's 16 now but when I uh, when I was pregnant, I started you know, taking care of myself again. I was expecting, and I decided to leave ABC because it was all freelance work. I, I wasn't making a lot of money, so I decided to stay home. Long story short, I ended up having a C-section, so I was really sore. I couldn't like cough or laugh, wow. but I needed to get out of the house, and I needed to be in a studio with my body, so I started taking restorative yoga accidentally I never knew. I never knew that I could actually then again heal myself through manipulating my own relaxation response in my mind.
0: Did uh? So you said you you you, you went uh you went to a fir- your first course in college and then you um you ended up coming back to it. Did you know at the time that this was gonna be something you'd come back to, or did you like hey this is gonna we're gonna back burner this for now, uh go be a pro.
1: No, no, like, I wanted to be normal, and so (laughs) I, you know, did what everybody did, and, you know, get a job at a company, because, you know, you went to school, but I think instinctually, I didn't even know yoga would be an industry or a thing, but I knew I loved the dance studio, I knew I liked mind, healing, and body, and um, that's And and so also in that time in college, I was exposed to taking philosophy and religions of the world class. And I did become very fascinated with Buddhism uh, while I was there. And at that same time, I was learning how to taking uh, yoga with this phys ed coach.
0: Right.
1: But there were were no yoga studios. Uh, There was a place called Starseed. Jyoti T. Crystal owned it, who was my first teacher, and she was, more shaman and drum circling so we weren't doing and and like so we weren't doing a lot of yoga poses so i was kind of getting like where is the yoga where's all these fancy backbends and and i'm doing meditation and drum circling and you know it didn't really get until that vinyasa flow became popular here um people weren't doing like serious getting so rock star with it you know yeah they weren't wearing Lululemon. They weren't like getting the whole outfit on, and
0: <laughs> well, it was that must mean that it didn't count until then. It, you know? was, it yeah. wasn't
1: even important back then, you know, <laughs> that mind-body thing.
0: What was it like to go from a a professional uh, straight lace type world into a uh, yoga instructor? How was that transition?
1: Uh, it's a whole different identity, right? Because. Like, I could identify with my title, I could identify with I'm um, in New York City, at being trendy and, you know, having lots of friends to go out to actually being a stay-at-home mom, you know, mm-hmm. like nursing a baby and staying up all night and starting restorative yoga. But the thing is I was surrounded by a holistic mom's network and so it, it just it just kinda like all fell into place and I really needed them at that time because I was transitioning into a whole new identity of myself. Absolutely not career identified anymore by achievements like that. Mm-hmm. Or applying to LA and I would get to like meet some celebrities. That was pretty cool, you know, and so definitely it was it was like a it was. I was alone a lot in the beginning. I wasn't used to that. I was used to a lot of action and a lot of friends.
0: Absolutely. Me. Yeah, so I'm sure. That, I'm sure it was quite an adjustment to make. Uh, right.
1: So yoga filled that for me. Awesome. Yoga. Yogas are great. Yoga studios are great communities of support. That's
0: that. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's a very cool thing I've noticed with uh, with with yoga people. Uh, no matter what the intensity level you are in yoga, they seem to. Uh, that they they seem to gravitate towards each other. You know, even the the chill yoga people chill with the other chill yoga people and the uh, the, the backflip people chill with the backflip people. Great,
1: the restorative people, because there's two mindsets. The restorative people are like, you should feel good. You should be taking care of yourself. You don't have to prove anything to yourself. The yoga schools provide a community as well because everyone's kind of, who's been doing yoga a while, no matter what style, understands there's a yoga philosophy of being one, of being yogic and oneness and feeling, you know, of wanting to be, I hopefully non-competitive and supportive of each other. Right? Because, you know, so understanding the whole, that's part of being yoga is not to be so individualized and understand that you're part of the group and Toward the greater good, you know.
0: Absolutely, there's 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 more at play than just you know me. There's, yeah,
1: we're supposed to be things actually things. shedding some ego, right? Isn't Absolutely. like part of the idea?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to ask though, uh, as as um, as you transition from, you said we talked about your transition from the corporate life to the mom life to the teacher. Uh, which one do you feel like was more stressful, or were they kind of like was just more of a flow across, or or was there one that stood out as being like? Oh, like a kid. <laughs>
1: no, you know what? Well, when I look back at being corporate, it was stressful because of the budgets and the timelines. But, you know, it was fun to be an adult and be social. Uh, I think it would be really hard to be like, I think it's very challenging to be super successful in a hard career like journalism where you're traveling and you have to do things on the spot. It's hard with a little kid. So um, it was, you know, yoga is hard in its own way. You don't make a lot of money. Your schedule changes all the time. You have to be very flexible to change. And and then as you teach, new trends come about, like aerial, which I'm excited about. And I actually love teaching new things. I usually always teach the different thing. So if vinyasa's hot, I'll teach aerial or restorative. and, you know, I was getting into meditation before it was all hot and there were apps. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So
1: I, I always rather be on like, like, I, I think Ariel is going to grow for sure. It's already starting to. So I like being in on the early curve.
0: You <laughs> on know, the, on, the, on the cutting edge there. That's very cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, honestly, uh, all this therapeutic yoga for special needs children that people are really talking about now in 2010, uh, Like, my niece has autism, so I was really, like, that was actually my business plan when I took my 300-hour training, was um, children's yoga for special needs, which I ended up doing for most of my career. I worked at a physical therapy studio for pediatric PT. Um, So, really... I just I think it was obvious being around kids that there was so much ADHD and so much spectrum sensory issues that I saw immediately. That's where to apply yoga.
0: Right. That's and that's and that's really powerful. I think that's something that I wish uh, was was more prevalent when when I was a kid or or you know I'm sure all of us could have benefited from it uh, as right. children. Yeah. Definitely been powerful. I think at that time.
1: Well, playing is really important for kids, and so yoga as. That playful way to practice is a great way for for uh, anybody with a physical issue to get exercise without feeling like they're going to the physical therapist office.
0: What advice would you give yourself uh, from the beginning of your journey into a yoga instructor? What would you? Yeah,
1: I would say, and actually, this is this is funny. I was ahead of my time when I wasn't. When I wasn't like a senior in in college, uh, I. I remember I also worked for a woman who was a massage therapist, real body work, you know, very, you know, legit. And I was like, I want to work with bodies. And I love, I was taking dance and I grew up in dance and I was like, mom, I think I'm going to be a dance therapist. She's like, I don't think so. You know, that was like, I think she forgot about that, but I like, invent. I was like, I think that's going to be a job. Right. So, I ended up being a yoga therapist,
0: <laughs>
1: like, after all the college and the and after the corporate world. So I would say follow your instincts, number one. If you feel like you want to be a yoga teacher, don't get some big expensive degree. You're going to end up, you know, start practicing with masters, like paying for, like, master training,
0: mm-hmm.
1: travel, and travel and study with masters teachers um and think about how you would apply it differently and how you'll be unique but there is a lot of work i'm like never out of work and and i you know even i only take 3 time slots i don't want to have a ton ton of time slots um mm. that are steady because i like to be able to divide my work into different areas you know okay. what i mean so okay. i'll sub a lot I'll sub, I'll take three time slots, I do some administrative, because I also want to take workshops and train, and I'm also developing um, something athletic right now um, of my own. So I have to be able to, but I would advise people to do it. I think it can be lucrative. I think the work's out there. If you're open to also teaching not one kind of yoga, I mean, you also, I'm open to Pilates, I'm open to teaching, like, all these different things. There's something called MELT that's out now. It's not yoga. It's body work, but it's with the, um, you know, with the exercise, like physio balls that you use on your Uh, muscles. Because I love therapeutic work that fixes things. I think I just like the functionality of applying.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's important, too, is is a lot of people get very – it's okay to be cerebral, but a lot of people get so far into, like, the ether or whatever. I'm so not
1: philosophical. <laughs> and that's just me. I enjoy people who are, but I'm just, like, when I teach, I'm looking at bodies, and I'm basically queuing because I'm seeing stuff with bodies. Right. So that's where I'm queuing That's where my verbal is coming from when I'm observing. So so I'm not super philosophical. I don't bring spiritual that much into it. Okay. I bring self-care into it and the functionality of why this is so good for your mind and your body.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, uh, and like I said, that's, that's really important. That is, it's, it's refreshing to see somebody that like is at the other end of the spectrum. It's, it's, there is a practicality to it as well. Even though everybody wants to make it about, uh, like you said, like Lululemon and, and there's that monetary part of it, but there's the people that make this into a very, uh, Abstract notion, but it's it's also very practical. I
1: do believe in the energy work. It's energy work The body mind work is energy work So you could take somebody who has an anxiety issue Right. I was a nervous kid. I was shy dance and movement helped me and And knowing so you know what I mean? so and when when so when kids learn that they can be free and say what they want and um, not worry about what people think, like that changes how they behave, which is like, you're working with the personality. You're working with the person.
0: Right, absolutely. And, and it's like I said, it's nice to see it from a, from a I guess, uh, attacked from a different angle. I know, right, because I'm
1: not all like hippie like hippy trippy about it. <coughs> There's a lot of ethical code involved in the yoga philosophy. Like if you're a really negative person, some people have negative mindset, and then they study the yoga philosophy. You still have to live it. It does. It's not enough to like know the yoga philosophy. You have to practice. Right.
0: There has to be that application. Like it's, it the, has it's to be without that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dealing with uh, special needs or or children in general. Do you think that that is maybe that's why you have a, a more unique point of view? I think, of yes. I
1: think yeah. I think. My teaching, like, I'll tend to break off, especially with Ariel, which I love. Because, again, I work with kids. I love the freedom. So, yes, I am a, it has changed me because I don't think everything has to be strict by the book. I can get explorative in my classes, you know, I'll, and do a structured warm-up and for, for functionality's sake and a structured flow. But then I like to break off and show five different ways to do something and say, like, find your way. Even with the adults. You know, try this. Oh, that feel, if you want to take it another way, take it this way. And there's a famous yoga teacher, um, Eric Schiffman, you can look him up. He has a thing he calls freedom yoga, which it's very similar. You know, not everybody likes a handstand. Some people like a forearm stand. Some people like different kinds of inversions. So if you're going to head into an inversion or backbending practice, when you're getting to the big peak poses, I think it's a good time to explore and and challenge people to move the way their body just moves without thinking, without being told.
0: Right. And yeah, and that's and that is that is something that uh, children just naturally do. Oh,
1: they just do it. I mean, I have to get them in control. I'm like, um, guys, you can't.
0: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Snapping the finger. Hey, I'm over here.
1: I know. <laughs> well, I'm worried they're gonna injure, and then I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> so-
0: so much paperwork
1: (laughs) i know i don't want to get i don't want any lawsuits so (laughs)
0: for the total newbie who is you know has no idea never heard of it what is aerial yoga
1: okay so it's really anti-gravity fitness using an apparatus which is uh the aerial silk uh that's also in the past been used in performance art like circus arts or things like that it's so the anti-grav. So, but I don't teach circus arts. Um, uh, we do yoga poses using the aerial silk anti-gravity. So, for instance, uh, if you were going to do an inversion, you would do a back bend over it, lean back. You would hold on. You would have to lift yourself up. So, it's almost like a swing or like a trapeze you have to control it and so it demands a lot more centering and stability and core work and leg work because you're managing this moving you know apparatus
0: and so you know and then it's like a different plane altogether from the pictures i've seen it's like this is just this is yeah so if you're going exercise.
1: upside down and you're doing a split or something but where you want to pull yourself back up uh and so it also again going into functionality um it's very good for like the vestibular system and your proprioception to know where you are upside down or, you know, as adults, we forget what it's like to be on a swing or to hang from monkey bars. Right. So it also, again, my brands like to force yourself not to think right to be in that. And so, and letting go.
0: And then I think we can all use a little bit of let go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, like, literally letting go upside down or in a back bend, you know what I mean? Um, But also therapeutically, there's a lot of purpose. Um, You don't have the weight on your wrists or on your joints to anti-gravity, but you have to work harder in the core.
0: Yeah, some of those poses, oh, my goodness. Like, I saw a couple of them, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can't even do a plank for more than, like, 40 seconds, and and this this – looks so like you know they're just lounging all all beautifully yeah, you're and... really
1: squeezing everything you're right. putting everything in you know
0: it's Absolutely. fancy
1: it could get you know I'm taking advanced uh, I'm gonna taking advanced training in the um I think it's at the end of the summer because everybody's going to get bored with the same old thing I have to take it to another level
0: right <laughs> <laughs> who would be best suited for aerial yoga is this going to be like for everybody if you, you know say it's in your neighborhood is this for anybody or is this uh are there select uh well parameters it, for it?
1: it's not great for people with vertigo okay so but it can but you can just tuck your chin and you won't get the vertigo you don't want to let your head swing um it is really actually really really good for building strength if you can think of a trx like, I, you know, the, there's those TRXs where you put your hands in the loops or your feet in the loops. Mm-hmm. So if you go into a plank, you're anti-gravity. You can't really dip your belly down in that plank or you're going to, you know, you need to control it because you're now, like, on these swinging things. Right. It demands you get stable. Um, so I do think it will be big. It is growing. Um, it, it doesn't have to be super dynamic unless you want it to be. Uh, but it it. it it teaches you better balance, right? It takes all the pressure off the joints that instead of doing that plank on the floor where you're on your wrists and your elbows and your shoulders and your traps, all that stuff gets injured. So it takes that off. It also lifts the back up a lot. Um, A lot of older people, I'm not, I don't, I'm 50 and a lot of people my age are doing it. Um, And it's a fun alternative.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds like it. And it's in a sense. So it is it is okay for uh, anyone from you said you, you have a teenager's class all the way up to uh, adults and 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 going older. Yes.
1: yes. I mean, it wouldn't be good for someone really older who has balance issues. If you're going to start doing that kind of stuff, you've got to start. I mean, by it. I mean, I'm I can start now because my body's used to.
0: Right. Right. You're not going to come out of the gate at 70. <laughs> know, or, uh, you're not coming out of the gate at 70 and <laughs> upside down. No. <laughs> uh, No, it's very exciting because it's it's, uh, certainly new because, uh, you know, you you see a lot of these accounts, and I'm I'm not a tremendous uh, specific yoga fan. I've always had a a fascination with it uh, just because of, like you said, the mental practice of it. But uh, it's it's neat to see something new. It's not – Yours is the only Instagram account I've seen that's got uh, silks and everyone else is upside down or holding friends up or whatever they're called. I know,
1: I know. And, you know, I would have more, except it's really hard to shoot selfies when you're doing that. And then I have to, like, ask people to take pictures of me. (laughs) And then I feel like, oh, you know, I don't want to ask and be like, hey, I want to do this pose. Will you take a picture of me? Because, you know, my students are leaving to go home. I don't want to say, hey, take a picture of the teacher. (laughs) I'm gonna have a shoot, though. I have a goal to have a shoot done in the summer. I need someone who can really shoot it well uh, because you know it looks really pretty when it's shot well. Yes, um it's a very graceful practice and it's it's kind of feminine. It's my opinion. I do like that about it. It's got that dance element, like that ballet piece a little bit oh nice, so
0: it's part. almost like a like a like a coming full circle. What would you say is the uh, would or, or could be multiple the biggest guiding principles of your your personal beliefs and you don't have to get any specifics if you're not comfortable but uh, oh. what are the big principles that uh, carry you through life
1: Hmm. oh gosh that that's a broad question it
0: is it is
1: but I think definitely things I touched on people ask me ask me like what made you do that or and I'm always like I was just curious I mean, you know what I mean, like, (laughs) I'm not really driven by facts or science, or I don't have to be convinced in that way. I I really try things that look interesting to me. Like, you know, I just started thinking about Lyra. And I was like, God, I wonder how that would feel. I want to try anti gravity work. So I'm just all about try it. If you get an instinct, and you keep getting visually attracted to something like just have that beginner's mind and be curious
0: right and don't and a, yeah i think that's that's a perfect word is curious i think that's that's a good to, to especially i have
1: a lot of curiosity right. you know so about like anything so that's what drove me to yoga you know just like well what is this all about why the meditation and then it's like, and then I was like accidentally got into Kundalini yoga for a while, which I still practice, which is a lot of mantra, chanting, Kriya yoga. So, you know, I'm hard to pin down because it could be aerial, it could be like Kundalini Kriyas, you know. And when I teach, I pull from a lot of different styles that are inspiring me. Absolutely. And it's curious.
0: Absolutely, and and I think that's that's part of uh, exploring the person is curiosity. That's important. Right. and be that...
1: and be you when you teach, or be you in life. Like I don't care if I'm like you know, wow, she like you know, she does that aerial yoga, or you know, kundalini chanting feels weird. You know, people come in and they're like, "What is going on here?" You know what I mean? Like my arms are doing these movements, and I'm chanting. I never feel weird because I'm just like i want to see what that's about you
0: know right that's what i always tell people i'm i'm, I'm trying to be as me as i want to be and that's i'm as they're...
1: me as i want to be right? without like going like totally off the rails
0: <laughs> <laughs> walk that line you got to walk the I line My exactly. what, what place do you think mindfulness what value do you think it has in current day society
1: uh well just impulsively the first thing that just came to my mind when you said that i really do i feel like now that we're all on social media The collective, of the whole collective culture, let's just stay here in this country. Like, it's great that I met you and that there's this like-minded, but I think this this is really a revolutionary time because everyone can say what they want openly, whether it's backed by fact, right? We can say things that we would never say to people's face, really, or speak in a way we wouldn't speak. So I think, you know, the fact that mindfulness is now becoming this big buzzword is great because we're really all now thrown into the collective together and everyone's saying whatever. We don't even know what's true anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I specifically, and a lot of people don't like, I'm like very exclusive even with my social media accounts. I mean, I can open it up wide. I don't want 10,000 followers where I just want to engage with, Followers like you, or people who are in the community, it's very specific right. to my kind of community. Um, I think it's. I just think yes, mindfulness right now is super important. We need to be more aware of how every image and all our words and our actions are so much more affecting each other because we're now all exposed. Makes so sense. we need to be yeah. more aware less impulsive about what we say and the kind of visuals we share. But I think it's great that we also, this is an amazing time for like, amazing time for like, people are free to say what they want. It's opening up all this freedom. And okay, so, of mindsets, there's negative and positive. Okay, that's great. And this now, if, if, all, if more positive mindfulness is taking the mic, on social media I think that's great you yeah. know what I mean um, so I think we should use the media mindfully
0: absolutely and why not like it's a natural extension we do I mean mindfulness is kind of seeping its way into everything there's no reason we couldn't apply it as well,
1: well yeah yeah be aware of like what you're putting out there
0: absolutely you
1: know? so and for me and obviously so yes mindfulness i'm glad it's become huge and my other thought on mindfulness is whenever i think about it is i I always used to like reading those old etiquette books like at my mother-in-law's house or my grandmother's (laughs) house i really enjoyed that because it was like saying like you know when this happens or company comes over or you get this or you're planning this kind of event and i i think you know, I think that it's good. I consider that mindfulness. Like, I think mindfulness is just having courtesy and having, you know, being polite and being aware of how you're affecting people Absolutely. and aware of yourself, self-aware. So, I, I think we're losing that. I think as with social media, mindfulness. You know, right? I mean, what we put out there is on the record. So, I think people should be be more mindful.
0: Yeah, and I do. Yeah, I think that's very true. Is uh, our our grandkids and great-grandkids are going to have this very unique perspective where they'll get—it's not these old dusty uh, books that that you know mom has no in the dusty attic.
1: Etiquette books in your right.
0: Writing. It's yeah. It's, it's going to be like, <laughs> hey, I found a picture of, of, of your grandpa on you know Instagram. Old files of Instagram or whatever. It's going to be right. Well,
1: thing. you know the teenagers. Uh, they're, they're again, we're like the generation gap is so amazing. Like the teenagers will take a picture of anything, of them doing anything. And I'm just always like, you know, because I have a teenager, you know, I know you're not going to believe me, but you shouldn't just say and put anything out there.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Words oh. words do have a certain amount of power, uh, especially if you're using them, uh, like weaponizing them. That's obviously, yeah. that's, that's it, that weapon can get out further now and more easily with right. social media. The, mindful,
1: the mindfulness and self-awareness is more, is really important because we have more exposure to everybody.
0: Absolutely. So would you say that there's a, is there a certain group that needs mindfulness, uh, maybe more so than others? Or is a, is it just a universal matter like, of importance?
1: I feel like it's universal because my friends who are still in the corporate world, you know, they still struggle with and the same kinds of things at work and the same kinds of stresses that can be from mindfulness. Right. how we conduct ourselves, Um, and I would say also, you know, teenagers, they're developmentally just a little less, they don't have that pause of thinking, (laughs) or they do things, Um, so I think it's universal, I mean, even as a yoga teacher, I have to always know, I'm very aware of my language, because I, I know that there's all different kinds of physical bodies and emotions in the room, so I have to, you know, be aware of the vibe that I'm creating.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I, do, I do like to ask this of, of, of a lot of people that, uh, that, that actually practice yoga itself, but what was like the biggest mind blower for you? What was the biggest uh, like mind altering, I guess, uh, perception altering moment of, of your, your practice so far? <sighs>
1: the biggest shift i have personally i personally always still feel from yoga i'm practicing meditation as well um is the i mean everybody has a different reaction to it but my instincts and my intuition uh and my ability to project and kind of go into that kind of like I don't know. Like I do believe a little bit in accidentally the law of attraction. I think in, in, if you practice meditation and yoga heavily, you get this, you're just so in tune and in flow. You, absolutely,
0: It's like, like almost effortless. Like it's, a, it,
1: gets, it gets very effortless. Exactly. Absolutely. No, so that's one of the reasons I don't ever stop practicing because it's like my life has so much more flow. And I, I instinctually like I'll think something or I'll align with it seriously and like it, it, it will happen. Because the, the single pointed focus is so much better that going from the completion without distraction, knowing yourself. You know, meditation gives you that when you're not coming from the ego or you trust that, you trust that you're doing the right thing. Right. And you know, when it stops unfolding then you'll know you were not, you know what I mean? So I think it just gives you, the for me, the ability to just really flow through life better.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we talked about it a little bit earlier, Uh, so I want to talk about uh, the trends in yoga and mindfulness. Uh, Which ones do you love and which ones do you hate? Let's be honest here, put it on the record, we're gonna put Um, it on wax.
1: I'll be politically correct. (laughs) What, I don't like, I don't like when, you know that I don't like meditation, like when people are like, oh, like rock star, like meditation teacher. It's like, I've said, honestly, again, you're using this, this verbiage of this stuff you've learned. I really think, I really think that um, trendifying meditation would be a a, a source of like, it, it just doesn't feel authentic to me.
0: Yeah. And it, and it certainly doesn't cover the, uh, in, in and I'm I don't know about I don't want to speak for yoga because I don't instruct I'm not an instructor of any kind but I'm it almost feels like we're trying to get this very big uh, width on everything but nobody's trying to get the depth and I think that's exactly the and, value is in the depth
1: right it the value is in the depth and and um you know when it just becomes a popular thing and it seems like people are jumping on it because it's popular. Not because they got this really innate urge to wanna be there. Although I am very happy that more professional, uh, like uh, psychologists and social workers and people in education, are uh, are bringing it in and seeing the benefits. Like that's the really upside. Because that when we're using it to really help people, I think that's great. And so, you know, if we need to have rock stars doing it on apps and it's helping people, that's really great. But what about that modest, amazing, healing person that, you know, studied with Pema Chodron or something? Like, yeah. she's a rock star.
0: Right.
1: She To me, she's the rock star. Right.
0: right. And then, yeah. The- the ones that aren't all about the public eye.
1: Exactly. Uh, like, okay, so Pema Chodron. So we used to listen to Lama Marut a lot when I was training. I don't know if you know who he is. I'm not familiar now. Um, you know, he's a modern-day Buddhist. He taught at Columbia. I mean, New York is full of, like, really true neo-Buddhist teachers. And they're, they're rock stars. Because they've studied, and they know how to apply it, and they know how to relate it to students and teach you how to relate it and spread it, you know, this Absolutely. time. So, so I love that. That's authentic, right? It's Absolutely. authentic when Pema Chodron does a YouTube. I watch her on YouTube. I love watching her on YouTube. You know, I'd rather watch Pema Chodron on YouTube than listen to a celebrity on an app.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Matthew McConaughey. Specifically, I mean, I mean, I
1: hope, but like, I, is PEM is not charging at all? I don't think, or, like, she's just putting those videos out, right? Right,
0: right, absolutely. And uh, you know, the, and for some people, maybe the 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 more commercialization—that's really the only way they're going to get it. And I can appreciate that extent of it, but I totally get what you're saying. It's uh, it is kind of annoying that uh, you you can't go through any you know, and the way they target you on Facebook and all that stuff is you can't go through anything and not read 62 articles about nine ways meditation is good for you. I know, I know. You, or, yeah,
1: but, you know, and I kept saying this because I, before the meditation studio opened and I was trained in meditation with, um, someone from New York and mindfulness of mind and sensation and body scanning and which I teach it. But before that, um, you know it's like you didn't have to be taught by a a rock star she's a great teacher my teacher she's the rock star to me you know but you know when people start rating you know who's the five-star meditation facilitator (laughs) i mean you know i can read a script out in a voiceover studio right but like listening to pema it's like it's coming so authentically you know she knows how to talk about the human experience
0: right and, and it's and it's relatable and that's that's I think powerful is that it uh, it doesn't get off base with some people not a script
1: it's not a script
0: yeah. absolutely
1: I really love that you're doing like this online sock song, I would call it where people meet and can talk about meditation their experience yeah. and maybe we or you expose them to meditation that goes along with one thing you were saying yes so there's all this popular stuff going on in social media About how meditation is good for you and and I before I worked at the studio I work at I was like yeah this is all really great meditations good for me but there's no technique here who's teaching the technique of meditation the yoga schools are teaching it we would start off every practice meditating I did meta before uh, you know my recent job was practicing these things but um But, like, there's no explanation. So everyone likes to say, a lot of people say, oh, meditation, I meditate. So people think that means I sit quietly.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Without getting into another whole conversation, there's so many different styles of meditation, technique. It's like no one's going to sit down and have a mind eraser. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) You know? You want to just stare at the wall. I mean, there is, there is schools that do that, that that is like the thing you stare at the wall, but where can, uh, if, if people want to follow you or to, uh, to maybe develop more, uh, knowledge about you, where, where can we send them? Where would you? I like
1: always like people to go to my Instagram. I live on the Instagram at Heidi health and wellness, and that's one word, uh, Heidi health and wellness. So you can't use a plus sign or an ampersand, which really bothers me. Um,
0: <laughs> Too many rules. I
1: spell it so long. Um, <laughs>
0: and I'll definitely make sure I put a, 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 a link to that down in the comments. for. Uh, yeah, the, at
1: Heidi Health and Wellness.
0: Will do. We'll on do.
1: Instagram. And then I decide if I will.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> and I will crack the blind. I have to the see show. if they're
1: authentic first. I have to look at their bio. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. There's no shame in that. I totally, totally appreciate that. I know.
1: Well, uh, well, here's the other thing. I'm amazed at how many people are just like, how many followers do you have? Like I have like 300 and something followers, but here's the thing. They're like local businesses, local studios and students of mine. And so they're going to know where I'm teaching, what I'm teaching. If a studio gets aerial equipment, they're gonna know i teach it like so i use it basically because it's for a good biz dab for me right i'm not i mean because I, you know i don't need people all over the world see you know knowing that i'm like what i'm teaching locally
0: yeah not to mention there is the creeper factor of instagram <laughs> uh,
1: especially when you do aerial yoga.
0: i'm sure i can only imagine <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a creepy factor, but um, when I want to start to, uh, in the coming year, I do, I want to do some women's wellness um, retreat type stuff, self-care. Outstanding. Yeah. So, you know, another thing is, you'll cut this up, but another big angle, if you've been following me, you know, I really am about women taking the time to take care of themselves. Why? Not so they can look pretty and shop Uh, because a lot of moms and a lot of women obviously have hormones and get moody, um, and they don't take care of themselves. And a lot of the unhappiness, I can't speak for men because I'm not a man, but I think a lot of, a lot of a women's agitation comes from this like lack of giving themselves what they need. So I do exercise a lot and it's inconvenient sometimes sometimes. For my family when I'm like, I won't eat that because I like worked out, you know, know, because it's annoying. But, you know, it's like, I don't, I, I like taking care of myself. And I think it gives women happiness and confidence in their marriage or their relationship or in parenting. Like a mom who takes care of herself is a happier mom.
0: That's yeah, and it's very true. I've seen it with my Good my fact. wife, I've been married for fourteen years, and that is a hundred percent fact.
1: Right, you know, if your wife hasn't had a chance to get out of the house and just be with herself, yeah, whatever need it to make, is. That <laughs> make that happen, make that happen
0: for Absolutely. everybody. Absolutely. So I'm going
1: to do women's retreats. I'm going to talk about this mala bracelet and the skull bead. Um, <laughs> I want to do a post about this. So I want to say, who made these?
0: Uh, my wife actually uh, sat down That's and. Cool. and made them. She, uh, wow. she is, she, she wants to help, but she's not so keen on blogging or, uh, scheduling posts and all the things that I do. It's a pain she,
1: in the ass. Let's be
0: honest. It really <laughs> is. It really, really is so much. So
1: <laughs> Sometimes, today I didn't post anything cause I'm like, I have nothing to say. I taught, my body's tired.
0: Right. Right. And that's, and, and that's the hard part when you're trying to, you know, to, I'm trying to make my thing bigger and bigger, uh, just to try and reach, to drag the net a little further, uh, just because I feel like we're, we're such a narrow niche, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so that's 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 the challenging part is, is you know, yes, put out stuff, but it, it can't suck. Like, it's, it's gotta it be like a value.
1: And, and you know, you have to do a content calendar and yeah. say, look, I'm gonna, every Friday I do this, or every Monday, right. it doesn't have to be every day. Like, here's the honest truth. Like, I'm thinking about, I wanna learn the, uh, is
0: it called? I'm sorry, is, one more time.
1: Isn't there something called Insta TV?
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's IG, IGTV. Absolutely.
1: Oh, IGTV. See, I'm so that's, uh,
0: that's, that's, that's there. So the way I, the everything I've read is that is Instagram's pot shot at uh, YouTube. So they're, they're trying. I like the
1: idea because.
0: And it's a vertical platform. That's the only thing that's, that's tremendous. That sucks. Different.
1: But the thing is, I am like, again, older. If I'm on the Instagram platform, I would rather not have to leave platforms. Less right. click less click journey.
0: Right. Absolutely. And it's and it is it is pretty seamless. There are some people I honestly I've been trying so hard to edit a video to get it onto Instagram and I cannot figure out from my editor how to get it onto Instagram. So you just very need- particular. They they want uh it seems like they want you to do it straight from your phone, straight into Instagram. Everything
1: is about the phone. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So I, I want to learn IGTV and how to really use it well. Right. And then I was thinking about sometimes, once a week, having a time I come on and give a pranayama or give something.
0: Absolutely, there there are people doing so well on 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 IGTV just because I I don't know, I don't know that people are afraid of it, but people just like everything, people are resistant to it.
1: Right, and so it's kind of going back to what I said earlier my it has my curiosity
0: right there you go there you so go so i
1: was like well what would i produce on it so i'd have to think how would how okay so again curiosity what's the how would it be functional right because you don't want to go on and ha- not have a something to say and you don't want to be inconsistent and seem like all chaotic
0: right like disjointed or anything like disjointed.
1: that yeah. so you have to have so i actually have um i have a friend i do uh her name is Senia, and she's my IG coach. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and she's like you know gets me to get these professional shots done. I have a lot more photos. <laughs> I don't mind modeling for the photo shoots. I find it fun, right? Because I, I hate just taking a selfie.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan on that either. I had to. Uh, that was an, an adjustment I had to make because I've been doing this for uh, three years. I, I carried the blog uh, website across from another page but uh i've been doing this a while and just since january i've been like I've, I've been trying to put my face on the thing and and make it more personal
1: yeah i mean you have to show your face
0: yeah exactly it's more yeah. it's way more relatable and, and obviously the mustache uh i love it
1: oh i love the logo hot, so. <laughs> i loved i'm giving you i haven't had, i love the logo you had emailed uh to show it with the mustache The. Uh, oh the yeah beard.
0: that was uh that was a guy actually messaged me I love uh, it yeah that interested in, in in making it and I, he said what kind of logos do you perfect. have and i showed him a few uh and he said well here's here's the i would do one of these if i were you and it was awesome to see
1: that's perfect because everyone will recognize it and that's the unusualness the unusual buddha is like the buddha with a mustache that's unusual
0: <laughs> exactly that's that's yeah. and that's what makes it perfect so it's, uh, i'm going to start incorporating that as well
1: yeah i i actually think too your whole song is like the unusuals and it's like authentic curious uh seekers
0: yes, absolutely it's and that's, not
1: you know what i mean so you have to always stay on that angle that it's like it's authentic curious seekers it's like it's not pretentious it's not we're not going to over intellectualize you don't have to be intimidated
0: right to
1: join this group
0: and that yeah and that's and that's what uh that's that's the main factor because when i like i said before when i when i first got interested and i started looking in uh, Facebook groups and things like that is is there are so many really pretentious stuffy stuck-up people like why this is like that's the anti of everything in this
1: and that's what bothered me when that started happening with yoga yeah. right everyone was like and and then you know not to toot my own horn but I took it I wasn't the only one I was with other very amazing people yeah. who took it to this level of like making it for special needs to balance the nervous system like taking science and yoga and putting it together in a functional way yeah. to empower. Which, which
0: reality. I'm sure uh, you know throughout history that we're always so eager to separate these things. But like yoga and and and, and uh, holistic medicine, that was science. Like that's right. there's value in it. There's value in it forever. But, but, but,
1: so Patanjali, this the Yoga Sutras, he was a neuroscientist. The ancient right. writing and the sutras coming from a neuroscience and all this stuff they think they're discovering, like we're subconsciously communicating, you know, through our bodies and through our nervous systems. He already was right. That was already written through continuous practice over time is how you duh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like you know, now the trainers are saying, people are saying it like, it's like a new concept, you know, like, it's old. All of it's yeah, old. Yeah,
0: it, absolutely. It's been out for, for so, so long. Like, why are we just now catching this? But that is. Cause
1: it's trendy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cause Matthew McConaughey.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Uh, that was awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And, uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get myself, on it. And, uh, it sounds good. <laughs> it will. I promise. I, uh, I'm not a great uh, cameraman, so I, I, you know, I'm not great at that, but I can, I'm good at putting pieces together, so I can do that, and I'll- uh, You're a good editor. I stuff. saw you, you're,
1: you're an excellent editor.
0: Well, thank you very okay. much.
1: Thank you, my and dogs you are barking, I ignored them.
0: <laughs> and my, my kids are squalling in the background, I better you go back.
1: Too, my dogs are barking. <laughs> have a my good teacher one. My teenager doesn't care, she doesn't need to see
0: me. <laughs> She's totally indifferent. <laughs>
1: She's probably thinking about her boyfriend or
0: something. <laughs> thank you very much, you All have right. a good evening.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Bye Bye-bye. <laughs>
0: What's up guys, Jim Martin here from The Unusual Buddha. I just want to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, you guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but it means a lot to me. I also want to take a quick second to thank our patrons. Uh, so I'm going to hammer through this list real fast. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to Astrid, Ben, Cheryl, Daniel, Evelyn, Heather, Heidi, Jen, Kelsang, Christina, Mary, Patrick, Robin, Shannon, Tara, and Tara. Thank you guys so much for your support. I really hope you guys are digging what we're putting out, and uh, thank you for supporting it. Alright, peace.